Welcome back to Podcast 28 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Oddsbreakers. Follow us on social media slash The Oddsbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Betfred Sports. For $250 worth of free bets, please visit Betfred. Use the promo code ODDS23. Terms, conditions, and location apply. If you'd like to support The Oddsbreakers and benefit from our plays, Please visit theosbreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any of our premium captors to get their plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patron.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Osbreakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber. Baseball season is rolling. I myself am 20 and 9 in premium plays. Really happy that I got out to such a great start because last year I got out to a terrible start. In Major League Baseball. Now, 67, 68% is not sustainable, but I'm hoping that the profit will be, being that we're up about nine units right now. My plays are smaller than they are in the NFL. I'm doing one to one and a half star plays, sometimes a 0.5 star play, you know, rather than two or three star plays as I play in the NFL and college basketball. But at the same time, Baseball has been a tough sport for me. I think the mistakes that I made in the past is something that I've uh, at least somewhat overcome so far. I've made too many plays in the past on too many positions that should have been leans rather than actual plays. And I think uh, maybe that's part of my reason for such a good start. But I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing here in the MLB to get through the summer and right into football season. But we have a great show for you today, and I'm actually going solo today because I'm going to talk about the NFL draft, some of the lines out there, some nuggets for the draft, as well as my top 10 NFL draft quarterback prospect rankings. Now, these aren't what I think is going to happen. These are how I rank the quarterbacks in itself. So keep that in mind. When I'm going over these rankings. And after that, I'm going to cover a little UFC in Kansas City. Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen coming up this weekend at the T-Mobile Center. Can't wait to get into that as we do more UFC for you on these shows throughout the spring and the summer. Before I get into my quarterback rankings want to give you kind of the outlook for the odds breakers throughout the spring and the summer. If you are a new listener, if you are a longtime listener of the odds breakers, you already know we do about one show a week. It's usually heavy NFL or college football focused. Um, there's going to be the big triple crown races featured on some of these podcasts as well. And there might even be a week that we don't have a show when I leave for vacation in July. So uh, just nice, easy summer where you take some time off. I always preach mental health is very important. If you try to do everything as a handicapper, there's a better chance that you're going to be a longtime loser. Some of the best handicappers I know do not even take vacations, which I don't know how they can get through life doing that. 
But uh, I think everybody needs a mental break to come in strong for the season of the sport that they love or the sport that they are very good at. So keep that in mind. If you like the Odds Breakers or are a fan of the Odds Breakers, we'd really appreciate you to rate, review, and subscribe on your current podcast platform. It greatly helps the algorithm, greatly helps us as we make shows and try to develop content for you every single week. All right, without further ado, I'm going to get right into my NFL Top 10 Quarterback Draft prospect rankings all right well keep in mind like i said these are where i rank this quarterback class now i must say that this class has definitely looked better last year than it does this year coming up to the draft you know if you remember everyone hated on the 2022 draft class that had guys like kenny pickett brock purdy Bailey Zapp, that kind of performed well. You know, everyone hated on that class. And the highest draft pick was in the 20s with Kenny Pickett. You know, I think Desmond Ritter might be starting for Atlanta now. Sam Howell might be starting out of this class for the Washington Commanders. You know, it's just interesting to me, uh, people's thoughts. And yes, I am a little bit bitter because I had... Kenny Pickett, <laughs> a huge price to be picked number one, and it didn't happen. But at the same time, is this class really as good as what everyone held out to think when 2022 passed us? I really don't think so. As a matter of fact, I think only three quarterbacks get a first round grade from me. And uh, I'm also... I'm concerned that there's not a massive home run swing here like a Trevor Lawrence, like a Joe Burrow, you know, like a Justin Herbert and some of those quarterbacks we've seen in the recent past here uh, coming up to the draft. I think you can really pick apart any single one of these top quarterbacks as well. So, you know, I did some studying and I would have to give this quarterback class a B- minus right now coming into the season, and to be honest with you, there's really nobody in this whole draft that has really stuck out as much as some of some of the guys uh, in the previous drafts. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. But let's start right out with number one. And I had to give it to C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. Height six foot three, weight 214 pounds. Stroud seems to have it all for the measurables. Tall enough at 6'3", good hand size at 10 inches, very accurate passer. Being Justin Fields' mentee probably helped him develop at Ohio State. We really do not know how fast this kid is, being that lots of these quarterbacks, including himself, avoided the 40-yard dash. That usually tells me that it's not overly impressive, yet we did see him use his legs in the college football playoffs against Georgia. And uh, if he can be consistent and extend some of these plays, especially as a young age, 
with the caveat of not getting hurt, right? We always have to use that caveat. He can be a pretty big threat to these defenses. I've seen him do it a few times. But the big knock against Stroud is that he played in a system that has not been conducive to NFL success. And the verdict on his predecessor in Justin Fields is still in deliberation. Ohio State quarterbacks have not been successful in the next level. Let's face it. And even in saying that, I still think Stroud is the safest bet out of the rest of them, being that he has the size. He's played on the big stage in the playoffs. He's performed well under that stage. He's performed very well um, in most situations at Ohio State and in his games. He's been rumored to go number one, but obviously I'm not surprised to see him fall to the Texans or the Colts or something crazy like that because of all the hype for Bryce Young. And we'll get into NFL draft odds you know, coming up very shortly. But right now, being that he has been in the big games, he's got the size, he's got the accuracy, he's got a good arm, he's got some speed, I think that's C.J. Stroud is the number one overall quarterback prospect. Now, number two here might surprise you some because I am certainly not agreeing with the rest of the consensus out there on who really the number two prospect is. And this is going to surprise you, but I'm going to try to back this up and see if you can kind of get what I'm saying here. Number two, I have Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. I know. Josh Heupel's system, his height is six foot three. His weight is 217 pounds. He's roughly the size of C.J. Stroud. And I did not know I was going to land on Hendon Hooker before I did this research. But I have to ask myself, why the heck not after looking at the total package? Did, did he play in that NFL system? No. D- did Hooker finish the season healthy? No. <laughs> but why should that matter if you are the Houston Texans, let's just say? drafting second when you already have an experienced quarterback kind of you know teaching and mentoring and at least getting the team through at least half the season or something in Davis Mills Hooker threw 58 touchdowns and five interceptions over the past two years he didn't even start all the games the year before (laughs) all right 58 and five kind of love that ratio those numbers are amazing no matter how you slice it up no matter what kind of system you're in. Not only that, he rushed for over 400 yards in both of his past two seasons. As you see now, running quarterbacks have become more acceptable in the NFL. Not only that, Hendon Hooker was 69.6% accurate last year in his passes. And he really stepped up to the competition against some of the big names, LSU, Alabama, he won outright. Kentucky, you know, even though he played in that Josh Heupel offense, his measurables at 6'3", 217 pounds, fits the part, 10.5 inch hands. I don't see why he's really fallen so low in the quarterback prospects for 2023. And he is now my second best quarterback on the board. Come on, don't bullshit me. (laughs) All right. Number three, you know it. It is Bryce Young from Alabama, height 5'10", 204 pounds. All right, 204 pounds, 
I'm guessing that he ate some of my mother's brownies before weigh-ins at the combine. <laughs> Might have put a few gallons of water down there as well. But, I mean, does that matter much? We know he's going to be in the 190s here unless he really bulks up, and it's going to take time for that. But he was the top-performing quarterback all around over the past two years. 79 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Also played in more of a pro-style offense at Alabama. When I say pro-style, I mean more of a pro-style. I'm not saying that they have a complete pro-style offense. Bryce has been the consensus number one for a long time. But somehow that's changed when the media nerds got involved critiquing his height and his weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's just a lot of noise when it comes to the draft. But they're also not completely wrong. You know, I never thought he was necessarily NFL based on his size. I think he has a lot to prove. And the fact that he's being compared to Kyler Murray right now, you know, doesn't really bode well. Now, I will say that at least right now, his emotional upside is a lot higher than Kyler Murray's. But what wasn't known for Murray was his emotional upside when he was the overall number one pick. Everyone thought it was absolutely fine. And what Myler or Kyler Murray did was run extremely fast, but Bryce Young did not run the 40 at the combine or on his pro day, which raises some speed flags. Now, he said he'd run it in some private workouts, but I do see the upside with Bryce here. I just also have to take into account that he played on the most talented team in football in Alabama. You know, what's that look like when the playing field is leveled? The NFL game moves a lot faster than college, and Young did not put up a lot of rushing yards, okay? So I am concerned, you know, him on a bad team, what's that going to do for his confidence level, you know, coming in? Um, I think that size, level of competition, and speed is why he dropped some from my list, but he still looked great, and that's why he's still third and still barely has a first-round grade in my rankings, but he's going to probably be drafted before third to Houston or Carolina. And right now the overall favorite is Bryce young here to go first in the NFL draft. But we have certainly seen shorter quarterbacks become extremely successful in the NFL. And Bryce Young's could certainly be that guy. Number four, Will Levis from Kentucky, height six foot four, weight two hundred twenty nine pounds, and I gotta tell you, I kind of hate this pick, and I feel that Levis could be the Mitch Trubisky of this draft. Unreal. <laughs> now, when I say that, at least he played a couple years starting at Kentucky. Mitch only played one starting year in uh, North Carolina, but. The reason I still have Will Levis number four is that he still has a lot of the NFL qualities that is still higher than the rest of my guys below him. 6'4", 229 pounds, that's great. You can probably take a big hit. Not as worried about him getting injured as Bryce Young or Dorian Thompson-Robinson or someone like that. He's got a cannon for an arm. Um, You have to appreciate that he played on more of a pro-style offense in Kentucky as well. He ran the ball a lot as well, but was his numbers all that good? Not really. 65.4% accurate with 19 TDs and 10 interceptions. We also have to remember that the man had nobody to throw to, though. 
I mean, his whole receiving core was turned over from 2021 and 2000 to 2022, right? So why the Mitch comparison again? He's just faltered in the big games, you know? I'll give him some credit for beating Mississippi State, but that's his only ranked team that he beat this year. His performances against Tennessee, South Carolina, and Georgia, very abysmal this year. But you can also say what I just said. He didn't have anyone to throw to. You know, I think the Colts or the Raiders could take a chance on him and, you know, and see what happens if they do not trade down. But if it was me, I wouldn't be drafting him until the second round because that's where I have him graded out as a second round pick. But um, I'm concerned that he's just got one of those guys that has a lot of potential, a lot of the size and the measurables, but just can't get it done when it comes to the big situations. Number five. Now, if I lost all credibility with you taking Hendon Hooker at number two, maybe you're going to hate me even more for this pick. I am grabbing Stetson Bennett from Georgia, height five foot eleven, weight one hundred and ninety-two pounds, and I think that fit is the thing you have to look at here. You also have to remember that he's not a first-round grade, but for a team that is rebuilding, I hate this pick. I, I, I think it's terrible. But if you're a team like the Miami Dolphins with a quarterback that has massive concussion issues or the Baltimore Ravens even, I would have to take a look at this kid because he could be ready to win. You know, you have to acknowledge that, well, a guy in his mid-20s, I guess, not a kid, performed amazingly in college, right? Amazingly. Two football championships in two years. The ability to read defenses Big-time clutch comeback performances. You know, it, sometimes you don't just look at the fact that he had a great team around him. They didn't lose a game because of him. You know, he didn't. He was one of those guys that just blew a game no matter how good his team was. He always either made his team win or didn't make his team lose, right? He He's also the size of Bryce Young, basically, but he's accomplished more than Bryce Young with less offensive weapons from a wide receiver respective. Maybe not a tight end respective completely, but I mean, his 40 time wasn't even that bad. 4.67. You know, he's definitely most likely a bit slower than Bryce Young, but he wasn't that bad in the pocket, was he? <laughs> Does he have NFL size? No, but he did throw for over 4,000 yards at Georgia, 27 touchdowns. Seven interceptions. Had this team not been blowing out a lot of their opponents, those numbers might even be greater. Now, Bennett, not tall, but he uh, might be as ready as they come, right? So I, I just don't see why I should put the guy, anyone else ahead of him, you know, just being that he could possibly win it in the NFL. So we'll see what happens with Stetson Bennett, but I think that if teams look past him too far they could be making a big mistake and he could be uh, an extremely accurate passer in the next level and that brings me to another guy that I'm going to make a comparison for that I guess I could have used for Stetson Bennett Jake Hayner is my number six from Fresno State height six foot weight 207 pounds he reminds me of Drew Brees and maybe you can say the same thing for Stetson Bennett I don't know but Jake Hayner doesn't have a ton of arm talent, but he's just so accurate and consistent. Not a ton of measurables, 
but the kid's an athlete who at least had a 35 inch vertical 9.6 uh broad jump at the combine he was 72 percent completion percentage in a year where he was injured last year 72 percent he had an amazing 33 touchdowns and nine interceptions over 4,000 yards in 2021 when he wasn't injured. Obviously, his size isn't NFL necessarily, but neither was Drew Brees's. And um, this is this is certainly not the draft to be all caught up in that when you have guys probably going number one that are shorter than him. You know, um, I can see teams like Green Bay, uh, the New York Jets, or the LA Rams. Uh, taking a shot with Jake Hayner here, and I wouldn't hate that at all. Um, Want to know how good he really is? Watch Fresno State games with him, and then watch Fresno State and how they did without him. Enough said. Next, number seven, Anthony Richardson from Florida, height 6'4", weight 244 pounds. Looks like Tarzan plays like... Rick James? <laughs> Don't want to say Jane because he hasn't played like Jane. I mean, he's played well, kind of. <laughs> what we don't know about Anthony Richardson's how he's going to translate into the NFL, being that guys in the NFL are a lot bigger than the guys he ran against in college. And I'm going to say run against because that's what he did. He's a large man. He's compared to Cam Newton, who has a cannon for an arm. I mean, Richardson ran a 4-4-3-40, fastest of the quarterbacks, heaviest, one of the taller guys. His vertical jump tells me he can hit his head against the basketball rim, you know. But the bad was he was a dismal 54% completion percentage, all right? Most of Florida's wins, his legs, like I mentioned before, that's not sustainable in the NFL. And even as big as he is, he will get hurt. He's got to learn how to pass the ball, Right? He's got to be learn how to be accurate. He's got to go through his progressions. He's extremely raw. A team drafting Richardson would be taking a massive risk here, and they will have to keep him on the shelf for a while before he is ready. Is the Colts ready for a rebuild-ish? I don't think they're ready to win this year. Maybe they do it. Um, and that would be an early pick, even though Anthony Richardson is my seventh quarterback because of his issues. You know, this, this could be a Jamarcus Russell pick. You know, you know, good John Marcus Russell, but Jamarcus Russell was more successful in college than Anthony Richardson. I'm not sure teams want to go that route. You know, I think he's a project. I mean, maybe Washington grabs him. I think he's a fit at Washington, a Seattle or a Detroit, but I certainly don't like it early. Washington or Seattle might feel the need to pick him because uh, they're afraid he's going to be gone. But I don't know. There's there's plenty of quarterbacks Richardson size that did not make it in the NFL I just I'd be okay with not drafting him at number two and or at number four and see if he falls to the second or third round or something probably not going to happen because of all the media nerds that love him uh, but I think that even if it doesn't work out for Anthony Richardson if he doesn't remain stubborn like Tim Tebow he could be a good tight end in college a very good tight end with his speed his size and his strength you know, so if I was him, I would keep that in the back of my mind. If I was my his agent, I would say you come in as a quarterback, but you let the team know, you know, I want to play football, and that's probably going to be the best thing for him. And uh, 
kind of see what happens with his development. Number eight, Max Duggan from TCU, height six foot two, weight 207 pounds. Now, this is a tricky one because no offense has more of a fast page college spread slash air raid than Sonny Dykes. You know, I mean, also, which Max Duggan are we going to get here in the NFL? The 2021 Max Duggan, who is very timid or then extremely clutch and extremely lucky Max Duggan that took the Horn Frogs to the College Football National Championship game. Now, I'm going to forget the way they were embarrassed in that game. I mean, just what they had to do to get to that point must have took everything out of them. And the pace was just absolutely insane. They're due for a regression at some point, um, just based upon mental health. <laughs> you know, how do you win all these close games and not just have it all crumble on you once? But can he translate into a pro style offense? Is the big question. And even in that miracle year, Duggan was only sixty three point seven completion percentage. Now he did rush for over four hundred yards, which kept the frogs in these big games. It was really Max Duggan's legs that probably made up for three or four of those big wins. Now, the big shocker to me, and the reason why I have him ahead of some people, is that he's way faster than he even looks. 4.5240 at the combine. That is the second fast out of all the quarterbacks, being guys like Malik Cunningham and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I, I, I had no idea it was that fast. Now, if Max can balance his imperfections and stay healthy, he definitely has a shot at succeeding in the NFL. I think the Raiders, the Jets, or even the Packers could potentially benefit from his services. Number nine, Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, height six foot two, weight 203 pounds. And this man looks skinny, so it wouldn't be shocked, shocking to me if the, he also pounded a bunch of my mother's brownies and and a bunch of water before he went to the combine to weigh himself. College offenses are better for college than pro, and a lot of these guys thrived in college offenses. Now, Chip Kelly offense, well, there you go. I mean, but one thing I will say is that the NFL has taken concepts over the past five or six years like RPOs, read options, and they've evolved a little bit from the college offense, so that's why it's not much of a, not as much of a red flag uh, transitioning from that level. Joe Burrow had a college offense in LSU. Kyler Murray had a college offense under Lincoln Riley. Pat Mahomes at Texas Tech. Justin Herbert even at Oregon. Now they're having, they had success quickly. So I will throw out those examples. Now we have, uh, you know, a Chip Kelly guy that ran a 40 at 4.56, pretty fast but not overly fast. His numbers are good though. 69.6% uh, completion, 3,168 yards passing, 27 to 10 TD to interception ratio. The California kids stepped up in some of the big games. Utah this year, he won. USC last year, but his weight at 203 just kind of, it just seems low. He seems like an injury prone kind of guy. He's kind of like a speculative, very late pick, in my opinion, like an Eagles, maybe even a Bears or a Saints or Ravens or something, uh, you know, drafting him as a project to try to shape the future of their organizations. Number 10, 
Aiden O'Connell from Purdue, height six foot three, weight two hundred thirteen pounds. Now, if you're looking at sheer volume, Aiden O'Connell threw four hundred ninety nine times at sixty four point one percent completion. Another quarterback under a Jeff Brom guy thrived in the college offense. Yet at least he's kind of got the size for the NFL. Uh, he kept Purdue in a lot of games last year, and I thought he should have won the Penn State game that game one and. Uh, that his defense really gave gave out on him. He seemed to fall short though in a lot of these big games, and he just wouldn't win the big ones, you know. And he wouldn't win against very good defenses. And you have to give him a little bit of an excuse here. One of the worst defenses in the con- uh, country, I would say, definitely in the Power Five, and the worst running game in the country they didn't even have a semblance of a running game to help protect the pass so i could see a team like the texans or even the colts kind of taking a late flyer on him just kind of as a backup pick but yeah you know that's rounds up my top 10 with aiden o'connell and i'm going to give you some honorable mentions here number 11 tanner mckee from stanford now he's really tall at 6'6 weight 231 pounds his coaching wasn't the greatest at stanford he's got the size I'd probably say that he has the upside of Ryan Tannehill, but he definitely has the downside of Mike Glennon. <sighs> Number 12, Clayton Toon from Houston, six foot three, 220 pounds. When a good competitor played the Houston Cougs, this quarterback changed his tune. So that, that was one of his uh, downfalls. He also couldn't win the big games, but he does have some good size for the NFL. Number 13, Malik Cunningham from Louisville, six foot, 192 pounds. He looks like a college quarterback. He plays like a college quarterback, and it doesn't look like he's an NFL quarterback. His 4.5340 probably actually hurt him. You know, if you're going to draft Malik Cunningham, you would have just kind of thought he was super fast at like 4.4, 4.38, 4.44 maybe. But 4.53, oh man, his 40 time definitely hurt his draft stock, in my opinion. Number 14, Jaron Hall from BYU, height six foot, weight 207 pounds. Not sure what screwed this kid more, playing for BYU or the fact that Zach Wilson played for BYU. Hell no, till the no, 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 hell till the no. Number 15, Tyson Baggins from Shepard, Division 2, 6'3", weight 213 pounds. Now, is this the Tony Romo of this year's draft? If you remember Tony Romo, Division 2, Eastern Illinois. Now, he's had some great numbers in Division 2 football, but then again... Trey Lance also had success in a lower division. My advice to him is just to start yelling at people immediately and often. So maybe people are just going to start thinking he's the boss and he's in charge. And maybe he'll just kind of luck into being a starter. Otherwise, I really don't have much advice for uh, Tyson Bagant, if I even said his name properly. All right. Hope you enjoyed my quarterback list love to hear if you agree or disagree with anything i'm going to release this article by monday at the oddsbreakers.com breaking it down and now i'm going to go a little bit into some nfl draft thoughts at some of the current numbers
All right. Let's look at all the happenings for the NFL draft. And Bryce Young on DraftKings is minus 360 to be the first pick of the draft. But if you really want to bet Bryce Young, you'd probably go to draft specials and say first quarterback selected at minus 330. I mean, why the heck would you pay 360 for the first pick of the draft when technically you can get a better deal at minus 330 for the first quarterback selected? Obviously, if he's not the first pick of the draft, you're going to lose that one anyway, right? You can get a better price on that. So make sure you're shopping around. There's all kinds of different prices out for the NFL draft. So back in March, on the 27th, this was right after everything flipped to C.J. Stroud. You know, Bryce Young was the favorite, and then it flipped to C.J. Stroud around the minus 300, minus 400 range in many locations because of all the noise. Well, apparently, there's a bunch of speculation from guys like Mel Kuyper, who's constantly wrong about the NFL draft. Sorry, I, I think Daniel Jeremiah is a lot better. There's actually a lot of guys better than Mel Kuyper, but he comes up with a narrative, and the odds seem to follow it. The narrative was that Frank Reich likes tall quarterbacks. And once I heard that, I started scratching my head a little bit. And then on the radio, they're like, yeah, you know, makes sense. You know, he had guys like Andrew Luck, guys like Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. So therefore, he's going to definitely like C.J. Stroud. So put C.J. Stroud at number one in our mock draft. Yeah, let's, let's all do that. Yeah, that, that, that was a whole idea, you know. Carolina giving up the farm because they want C.J. Stroud at number one, even though Bryce Young was the guy that for the last year and a half has been a consensus number one first pick of the draft. Books flipped. And I'm thinking to myself, think about what you just said there. Guys like Andrew Luck, who retired early. Was he good? Yeah, but he retired early. He didn't win any championships then you talk about Carson Wentz one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL draft over the past few years I mean I'm not even sure if he's going to get a job this year (laughs) you know and then number three Matt Ryan (laughs) look at how Matt Ryan did under Frank Reich I mean you couldn't pick two quarterbacks worse than Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz over the past few years, you know, compared to their expectations anyway. And I'm like, are you serious? This is the reason. And then Bryce Young sat there at plus 300. I'm like, I'm taking Bryce Young because his height didn't change over the past year and a half. His weight didn't change over the past year and a half. The only thing that changed was a bunch of media guys trying to create a narrative because that's what they do. They, they write stories. I mean, and that's can be actually very annoying reading your team pages throughout the spring and the summer, because they come up with all these stupid scenarios just to have something to write about and for have people to click. I mean, it's all BS, but anyways, I used that as an advantage and I gave it out at plus 300. So now obviously over the past week, week and a half, people came back to their senses and see that, yeah, Bryce Young is actually liked by the owners. And I do give uh, a Carolina Panther fan and fan of this podcast, Mr. Drew Thrasher, some credit here because he kind of 
turned me on to the whole Bryce Young idea as well and solidified it for me before I sent it out that, um, yeah, the owner likes Bryce Young. And <laughs> like, perfect, this is great. It's flipping in my direction. But one thing didn't happen yet. We did not have any concrete evidence that it's definitely going to happen. And that's why the books are still at minus 330, minus 360, minus 300, minus 280 in some locations that Bryce Young is going to be the first pick of the draft. And that concerns me a little bit. Okay. What concerns me the most is Bryce Young just did his visit in Carolina and they loved him. They said some great stuff about him. I mean, what are they going to do? Talk bad about him? Said a lot of the right things. But then they sent him on his way and this Wednesday, he's now visiting with the Texans and they still have C.J. Stroud and Will Levis coming to visit next week. What I was hoping for is them saying, Bryce Young's our guy. This is the whole reason we made that massive trade with the Chicago Bears. He Let's cancel our appointments with C.J. Stroud and Will Loves. And Bryce Young would not have to go to Houston to meet with them. Now, that would feel good for me. But the truth of the matter is, if they pick Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and they say that was their plan all along, they're not going to be embarrassed. You just got to wait for that to happen. But not giving that information up makes that pick still more valuable to this day. And it makes the Carolina Panthers the big talk in the media, which values the franchise a little bit more, at least for a short time. And it certainly gives them a ton more of media attention. You know, I mean, I guess that's what you do. You have the first pick of the draft. Why not just coast even though you know what's going to happen if you're the general manager the owner the coach I mean why not keep embracing the fact that you are going to be on the top of the media minds and the public minds throughout the whole rest of April until the NFL draft (laughs) you know I guess that's that makes sense why show your hand right now and if you show your hand right now and something really weird happens then it becomes even more embarrassing So my opinion, they are still going to pick Bryce Young and they're bringing C.J. Stroud just out of respect and obviously to keep people guessing, to keep them the number one team in the thoughts of the media, keep that value up high for the time being. But I also can't be sure. I can't be sure that C.J. Stroud's not going to blow them away in the draft. Maybe C.J. Stroud does a private 40-yard dash and he runs a (laughs) 4-4. You know, maybe Will Levis... Looks the part. Probably not him at 60 to 1, but seriously, anything can happen. Bryce Young can get in a car accident. God forbid that happens. I never would want that to happen, but it just happened to a kid from Louisiana. And I guess he's having surgery. His agent just announced it, but anything can happen. So this forces my hand. Bryce Young is now minus 330, but CJ Stroud's at plus 225. I have to give up some of my value in my plus 300 by betting half the size of that at plus 225 for C.J. Stroud. So at plus 200, it's a wash. And if Stroud actually is picked, if I make half the size bet, I get my money back for the Bryce Young. But at plus 225, I profit either way. So instead of being plus 300 for Bryce Young, it's now plus 250 for him to be the first quarterback selected 
Now, I will say, if they did say Bryce Young's our guy, no more visits are needed, he would shoot up to minus 2,500. C.J. Stroud would be up to like plus, I don't know, 1,500, you know, 15 to 1, maybe even bigger. I don't know what price they would put on it. But at the same time, organizations have not told the truth before. Hutchinson was told he was going to be the first pick, and he wasn't. So you can never be completely sure. But to be honest with you, the Panthers are playing it the correct way right now. And now I've put myself and subscribers in a position where they can profit either way just a lot more if it happens to hit on the Bryce Young side. Hello? You play to win the game. All right. Well, you heard my thoughts on the quarterbacks where I actually had Bryce Young ranked number third, but it's going to be exciting to find out where all these dominoes fall. Right after the draft, we actually start working on our season win totals and divisional previews, being that most of the moves have been already made, probably minus the Aaron Rodgers one and the Lamar Jackson one. But we'll stay tuned for anything that pops up on the markets for that information. Looking at running back props, Bijan Robinson, first running back selected, minus 10,000. So you have to lay 10,000 to win 100. <laughs> it's uh, pretty steep. Uh, I agree with it. I don't see why anybody would pass on Bijan Robinson. The only way they wouldn't is if nobody wanted him in the first and maybe some team fell in love with Zach Charbonnet or jameer gibbs or something you know and that i guess that could be possible but there's i, I don't think it's probable i have Bijan robinson as my number one running back and probably not close to number two. Second running back selected is interesting jameer gibbs is minus 2000 charbonnet plus 550 Bijan robinson is plus 2000 so obviously they don't expect him at second and it goes down from there. It's just not that great of a running back draft. Looking at wide receiver, I think I already made my thoughts known about this, but Jackson Smith and the Jigba minus 225 would be the first receiver, a guy that barely played over the past two years. A lot of speculation. He purposely sat out because of the NFL draft through the college football playoffs and the end of the season. I don't know, but that there's red flags around him. He's not the fastest guy according to his latest 40. I, I personally like... Guys like Jalen Hyatt, uh, Quentin Johnson for his size. But, you know, we'll see what happens in that market. To be honest with you, I think this is a market that you would take a dog if you can get any inkling of information, being that these dogs are pretty big. You know, uh, I think that guys like Jalen Hyatt, Jordan Addison, plus 750 for Addison, Quentin Johnson, plus 650. Uh, are could be worth a look if uh, you hear something. I I wouldn't I would not doubt if it's not Jackson Smith and Jigba being the uh, first wide receiver picked in the draft. Tight end. This one flipped on me. Dalton Kincaid is now the favorite at minus one fifty five. Michael Meyer is plus one thirty five. And you know part of it was Mel Kuyper's mock draft with Kincaid going to the Packers and and his doctor gave us a clear. Bill of health for Dalton Kincaid. Of course, he's going to go to a doctor and say, you need to release this, making me look like my back is made of titanium now. 
But to be honest with you, you get a back injury, it is a red flag, in my opinion. Now, it's not like the kid shouldn't be the second or third tight end pick, maybe, but first-round tight end is a fireable offense if that doesn't work out. And if your back got that hurt, what's to say something else isn't going to get hurt? Maybe you're a little bit more injury-prone. I don't know. He played for Utah. Michael Mayer played for Notre Dame. I still think Mayer is the safest pick when it comes to them. And I'm going to tell you, I watched some more Darnell Washington stuff. And uh, I've been pretty impressed by what how he looked, even though he was worse than Trey Burke. Was he that much worse? Or maybe he just wasn't that much too in Georgia. So I, I've been more and more impressed. Now, the tight end prop for over two and a half tight ends is like at plus money and under two and a half is around minus 250 minus 220 ish i don't see how there could be over two tight ends picked with 31 picks in the first round but stranger things have happened this was one bet that i was close to making is the under two and a half for tight ends i think i still can get a better number i'm waiting for some hype juice to come in on darnell washington i think somebody's going to go out there and say something and it's going to make that number better um, there's also also been some noise for Luke Musgrave and Sam Laporta. I, I, I th- I'm going to wait for that number to get better before I slam that under. Defensive props is interesting. First defensive player, Will Anderson's now dropping a little bit. He's at minus 450. Tyree Wilson now at plus 500. He's dropped a bit too. Some people think that the Texans are going to pick a edge rusher and they don't like the top quarterbacks in this draft. And if you listen to my top 10 you know maybe you can get a a hooker late in the first round trade back up in the first round or maybe even get them in the second you know maybe their guy they know they can get later so they instead draft a defensive player I mean that could help my Will Anderson under three and a half that I took you know I do like that and uh I was going to get into some of these positional totals here, but Will Anderson, I thought there's still value uh, under the three and a half draft position. What's his number now? Plus two Oh five for under three and a half. I took it at plus three fifty, So I got some value on that one. I say, I think there's a strong, strong argument you can make for him, but it, it still might not hit. And maybe Jalen Carter's that guy that gets selected early. He's minus minus one sixty five on, under seven and a half, he was a beast at Georgia. I just think that there's more Jalen Carters in this draft than there is really edge rushers. You know, I think there's a Keanu Benton from Wisconsin is a really good one. Yeah, Mozzie Smith from Michigan that's highly ranked. There's a guy named Cansey from Pittsburgh. Brian Bressy from. Clemson's a defensive tackle that's there. Uh, there's a guy from South Carolina named Zach Pickens that's pretty big. You know, 6'4", 300 pounds. There's a decent amount of defensive tackles that look like studs right now coming in. And I just don't think there's a ton of edge rushers. I think it really drops off after Tyree Wilson. You have Miles Murphy from Clemson. Tuli Tui Pulatu from USC. I think I said that right. Will McDonald from Iowa State. It's just, it, it just doesn't really move the needle. So you have to think of it like this too. When you're drafting, if 
it's if the supply is not there, the demand is higher. It's just like the su- supply and demand curve with the price, right? So if the supply is a lot more on defensive tackles, you wait a little bit more in that position. So keep that in mind. Cornerback's interesting. Devin Witherspoon's now minus 200. The dude from uh, Illinois who was a beast. But Christian Gonzalez had better pure combine numbers at plus 155. And Joey Porter has the name. His dad was great in the NFL from Penn State at plus 3,000. I find this an interesting one. You know, I mean, do you get to the guy that looked the part at Illinois, the guy with the best combine at Christian Gonzalez at plus 155, or Joey Porter with the best name at plus 3,000 for first corner selected? I have no information on uh, who <laughs> who's going to be the first to select a corner. According to Dar- Daniel Jeremiah, Devon Witherspoon might be picked by the Lions as early as number six. And then Christian Gonzalez to the Falcons, maybe. You know, that's his mock draft. He also has Bryce Young as number one, Stroud number two. But it's just very interesting on uh, where to go. Team draft positions is always an interesting market. I did pretty well on that last year. You know, you wonder if the Lions are going to go cornerback or somebody else. As soon as information starts leaking out, the week of the draft is usually when you can start attacking this. You know, right now... Number seven is Tyree Wilson, uh, the edge rusher that I just mentioned. will go to the Raiders, but you know we'll see what the Raiders really want to do in that position. The Titans are select, selecting Jackson Smith and the Jigba and other 11. Seriously, you're going to go another wide receiver? Another wide receiver? You know, when you picked one last year, you traded A.J. Brown off and then you picked a receiver, you know? Uh, that's a little bit unbelievable. Some people have them moving up to number one or number, or sorry, number two or number three to grab a quarterback. You know, so I think there's just a lot more information to come out, and I think these teams are playing it pretty quietly, which is smart. You know, why show your hand right now? And they're doing a better job this year, I feel, than other years. So, also, what that does is just create more media speculation. Another reason I decided to take Stroud now is when it comes. To the day before his visit at Carolina, his odds might start moving more in his favor. <laughs> you know, they're like, wow, Stroud, wow, Carolina. You know, maybe Bryce Young moves down to minus 150 or something like that. You know, so it's just all speculation right now until you actually get some concrete information. And sometimes you get that stuff leaked. Sometimes beat writers know a little bit more at this point. You know, some follow some beat writers, uh, follow some trustworthy people. And uh, you might be able to get some good information to make some profitable decisions because the NFL draft is something the books hate. <laughs> you know, they always get beat by the NFL draft because they are in the same race as you are for that information itself. Heck, some books don't even carry the NFL draft odds. And uh, some books definitely have smaller limits as well. Let's move on to some UFC in Kansas City, April 15th, Holloway versus Allen. And I'll start right away with the main event here. Max Holloway 23 and 7 against Arnold Allen 19 and 1. All right. Well, guess what? Max Holloway is the favorite here. Looks like he's the favorite at minus 170, Allen at plus 140. You know, Allen's just been kind of running through the smaller fighters ever since he joined the UFC uh back in 2015. He hasn't lost, <laughs> you know. It's it's interesting to see. Uh, you know, 2019 he 
has two victories against some guys that I don't even think are in the UFC anymore. Gilbert Melendez, you know, uh, Jordan Rinaldi. And then Nick Lentz was a pretty good win, but it was by decision. Yousef is another win from 2021. Dan Hooker was the big one, I suppose. He knocked out Dan Hooker um, in May of 2022. And Dan Hooker's a pretty good fighter. He just beat Claudio Puelas. He uh, beat Nasrat Haprost, Paul Felder, Ally Aquinta. You know, he's got some pretty nice uh, wins himself. And then uh, Calvin Qatar. You know, Qatar's yeah, pretty good fighter. I, I went maybe a maybe tier two right now. He's falling down a little bit, but it, it gave him a shot to fight a top contender in Max Holloway, and that's what Max Holloway is. You know, you look at Max Holloway at the twenty three and seven, his losses were against Volkanovsky, Volkanovsky, and Volkanovsky, all by decision. What has Volkanovsky done? <laughs> well, he almost beat Islam Makachev, and we know how good Islam is. Some people thought he won that fight. You know, his only other loss recently was to Dustin Poirier, and you have to go all the way back to 2013 against Conor McGregor when he lost when McGregor was fighting at 145. <laughs> you know, I mean, Holloway is a dangerous man. Amazing Muay Thai. He is a great technical fighter who has just been with the best. Here's the thing. Arnold Allen, his path to victory is not striking. All right. Max Holloway is 7.24 significant strikes landed per minute. Allen is 3.4. All right. Absorbed per minute. Definitely Max Holloway. He has a much higher strength of schedule. He's absorbed more punches from better fighters at 4.9 while Allen is at 2.25. Why is that? Because Allen's more of a grappler. Allen, 1.35 takedowns per 15 minutes to only 0.29 for Max Holloway. But here's the thing. Max Holloway's fought in the best wrestlers, like Volkanovski, right? His takedown defense is still 84%. You know, so that's what he's got to do is get away from the takedowns. And at his weight at 145, he's very squirmy, (laughs) very slippery, and he's able to do that. I mean, some of his victories... Versus Yar Rodriguez, another very good wrestler, you know, tells you that. Victory against Brian T-City Ortega. Ortega's got seven submissions to his name, you know. So, I mean, I, I don't see how Allen is going to get Max Holloway on the ground. And Max Holloway knows how to get away from that. Yeah, I think it's going to be frustrating for Allen. This is a massive strength of schedule discrepancy. Now, Holloway's at minus 170, but here's another thing. Holloway doesn't have a ton on his punches anymore. He'll land a bunch of them, but I don't think it's going to be enough to take out Allen, who's 19-1, and uh, who's never uh, been knocked out, never been submitted. This screams this fight's going to decision. Now, you can get that around even money or over four and a half rounds is at uh, minus 130. Fight goes to the decision, actually minus 120 here on Bet Online. But fighter wins by points or fighter wins by decision is kind of what I'm looking at. Max Holloway by points is 
plus 145. Arnold Allen by points is minus, is plus 325. I would almost rather just to be on the safe side, take the minus 120 that this fight goes to decision rather than Holloway by points. I mean, it's about a 65 cent difference, minus 120 to plus 145, just being that Allen is a little bit younger, but Holloway is not that old at 31 years old either. So I'm kind of going between those two. Haven't quite made a decision yet. I'm going to shop this around a little bit and see what kind of prices I can get uh, for something by decision. But I don't think Allen necessarily wins this fight. I know he's hungry and he has a great record, but his strength of schedule is just pure crap. And it's just a huge step up in competition for Arnold Allen to be fighting Max Holloway. Then you have Edson Barbosa against Billy Corantillo. And Corantillo has kind of been frustrating to me. He's I've lost some bets on him. I think both these fighters are kind of weird. I, I didn't think that Barbosa would lose to uh, Dan Ige a while ago. And then he kind of then he beats Shane Burgos. You know, Burgos has been pretty good. He knocks out Shane Burgos, loses to Giga, loses to Bryce Mitchell. That's completely okay. Bryce Mitchell is just a beast of a wrestler who finally lost to Ilya Tapuria. But uh, Billy is a pretty accomplished fighter himself. He lost to Shane Burgos, though, and he is the favorite. So if you're looking at A plus B equals C, you'd probably favor uh, Edson Barbosa here. But he is the dog for a reason. Quarantillo is a little bit younger at 34 years old. Barbosa's been there for a while at 37 years old. Does he have a lot left in him? I don't know. Barbosa's fought in some of the best competition, but he's lost a lot. Uh, he's lost five of his last seven fights, and he has lost seven of his last ten fights. You know, so he's not exactly um, moving up in this world. His he, he has a really nice win against Benil Dariush, but that was way back in 2017. I think Quarantillo is probably the hungrier fighter and kind of has his last chance to try to move up here in the rankings. Uh, he just beat Alexander Hernandez by uh, punches and knees. I think this is just a tough one for me to call. I I would say my lean is still Quarantillo at the price, even though uh, you know Quarantillo is the uh, is the favorite here. He's minus one eighty, little too steep for me. I would make Quarantillo probably minus one thirty or one fifty. I, w- I would make a minus one fifty in this situation, and you got Barbosa. At plus 155 here. Quarantillo will have the volume of strikes. He lands 7.88 significant strikes to four for Edson Barbosa. Going to move on to another play that I'm going to take and give out to you. One that I've already made. Tanner Bozer is fighting Ion Kudalaba. And this is an interesting fight because I feel that Ion is absolutely all hype. Angry guy. Tries to wrestle a little bit, but seems to just mess up, <laughs> you know, whenever he has the opportunity uh, to give it away. I mean, his losses have been terrible. Five of his last seven fights, he only has one win against Devin Clark. And Devin Clark is the most er- erratic guy in the UFC, losing to guys he shouldn't, beating guys he shouldn't, draw against Justin T- Jacoby. His Magomed Ankalaev losses is fine. You know, and his Glover Teixeira loss is fine. He beat Khalil Roundtree with an elbow. But man, losing to Ryan Spawn, he got guillotined really quick. He lost to Johnny Walker, who has maybe one of the weakest jaws next to maybe Mearshart or something in the MMA. And uh and Kennedy Nachukwu. So 
you're looking at his competition here, Tanner Bozer. He, he he's a headstrong dude, and he's lost some fights he shouldn't have lost. His Andre Arvlovsky by decision loss, I thought he was better than that. Uh, his Latifi loss by a split decision, he was beating Latifi. He just got wrestled a little bit, and then he beats uh, Ovin St. Pro, knocks him out, and then he loses to Rodrigo Nascimento by split decision look how close some of these fights are you know i mean tanner bozer did not deserve some of the losses that he received and and i think that he is a better puncher than ion kutalaba but ion is a little bit more of a favorite because he's a little bit better of a wrestler ion averages 4.7 takedowns and you know bozer's just not a wrestler zero takedowns Takedown accuracy is you know, about 57% for Ion, but his Bozer's takedown defense isn't terrible. It's at 64%. So if Bozer can land those strikes, 4.21 significant strikes landed per minute, 52% accuracy to Ion's 42% accuracy, he could really frustrate Ion. Ion could shoot, and Ion can absolutely get knocked out in this situation. I like Bozer here because Bozer is a dog in this situation, and I just think he's a better stand-up fighter than Ion. Ion's lost way too many ways, and he always seems to find a way to lose uh, against his opponent. I also like the fact that Bozer has better strike defense, only absorbing 2.2 significant strikes per minute to Ion Kulaba's 3.3. So I'm going to go with Tanner Bozer, Bozer to win this at the plus money. I think I think he should be the favorite probably at minus 120 for some of his close fights with some of the biggest competition and some of his pretty good wins that he's had against Philip Linz and OSP. We're going to do that at plus 115 for two stars. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. All right, my friends. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast where I went solo. If you have any questions for the podcast for next week, please email us at info at theoddsbreakers.com. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy all the games. Enjoy all the fights. And go get some winners.